You already know that subscriptions can add predictable recurring revenue to your store. But did you know that Bold Subscriptions has added a ton of new features to make it even more profitable? Their convertible subscription feature first lets customers subscribe to one product and then automatically switch it to a different one the second month. Why? This way you can set up trial sizes, free samples, like uh, all those shaving websites. They've also added a cancellation flow to keep people on the subscription that I think is really cool. It's like abandoned cart recovery, but for subscriptions. So if you've ever tried to cancel your Audible account or anything like it, you'll see what I mean. If you say you don't like it, the books, they'll offer you one for free. If you say it's too expensive, they'll try to give you a deal on the next month. Basically, Bold built this into the subscriptions app, and it stops up to 30% of customers from canceling their subscriptions. And their most recent feature is the subscription buy button that lets you sell your subscriptions directly with a link that's perfect for email, blog posts, Facebook, whatever. Now, one of the things I personally love about it is that customers can manage everything about their subscriptions by themselves. They can log in, pause, skip, edit, update, payment info, their address, swap products, add products, whatever. They can just manage everything themselves. That's a huge time savings for merchants because it means fewer customer support requests. Now, if you want to add predictable recurring revenue to your business, Bold's offering their subscription app to listeners of the unofficial Shopify podcast free for 60 days. Go to kurtelster.com slash bold to install it. That's kurtelster.com slash bold. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You already know the benefits of SEO. The higher you rank in search, the more visitors you get, and more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do it? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines more easily and it's trusted by thousands of store owners. No surprise there, it's equal parts power, innovation, and ease of use. Think of SEO Manager as your optimization toolbox. Here's some examples. It can scan your site for issues, offer keyword suggestions, add structured data support, analyze missing pages and redirects, and even integrate with Kit, plus a ton more tools to help you be easily found in Google searches. Best of all, it's easy to get started. You can get started in minutes and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Seriously, I have met them. They are the best. And as a special offer to you, you can get 10% off SEO Manager forever when you sign up at seomanager.com slash unofficial. That's seomanager.com slash unofficial. So cool. How you been, man? This is um, is this officially the longest courtship? Courtship. <laughs> yeah, we were we were in the court courting phase for three years. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think they they get around, but we're recording. So today on the unofficial Shopify podcast, I am joined by Casey Bard, who I have wanted to get on the show for a long time, but I'm glad I waited because he has quite the journey and story to tell. Mm. And last night, uh, we we screwed up our dinner. We did. We we set out to make uh, lo mein. Your, fa- your family, not, yes, not me. Yep, mate. And we set out to to make lo mein, and the the, the lo mein had was had turned green. It had gone bad, and so we instead we made some nugs, some chicken nug chicken nugs, some tendies, and I love when that happens because that's when I break out my favorite wing sauce, Tacticalories Hell Diver wing sauce. 
which is good because a this sells out all the time it's tough to get limited edition product very very delicious and to discuss that is the founder of tech calories and creator of this delicious wing sauce among a whole bunch of other things that have really livened up my food i'm thrilled to have him here casey bard from tech calories casey thank you for joining us thank you man i'm super excited i mean Kurt, you've been such a uh, instrumental part of this whole of this whole of this whole game. You know, um, I think I'd still be here without you. I think I'd be here without Shopify, but it would be a lot more challenging. I would have spent a lot more money, and it wouldn't have been as fun. Or um, you know, it, it, it would have been a different trip. You know, I think that um, you're somebody I look to as one that saved me a lot of time and money. Um, and as a business, you know, as as somebody coming from um, you know, the standard, you know, this is like such a prototypical, you know, the big boy six figure, you know, salary job, um, trying to start my own thing. Um, you know, being able to kind of take that first step with some guidance and with a little bit of a plan, you know, not a perfect plan, but some, some ideas, um, you know, it's been, it's been a really amazing. So I just want to thank you too. You know, I'll, I'll have to cut you the commission check here soon. <laughs> Uh, let's just keep me a wash in wing sauce and okay. <laughs> I more than even that's how much this flavor is worth to me. But no, thank appreciate you. I, I appreciate that. And that, you know, that's really, that's, that's why I do it is to champion entrepreneurship and to, to help make the, to encourage people and help make the journey easier along the way. But this isn't about me. I want to know about you. I want to know about tact calories. What the heck is tact calories? My first concept with tactic calories was to start a blog account where I could speak. I could use my background in nutrition and speak to a population that I felt like needed some help. And that's like the tactical population, law enforcement, first responders. Um, I did a, uh, a gun, like a, like a three gun shoot, like a, like a basically a accuracy competition one time. And, you know, I brought my meals and I brought my hydration and I brought all this stuff to this event and all these guys that their lives depend on. It. I mean, they're, they're law enforcement. They're, they're wearing, you know, green a lot of colors of green and a lot of letters on their vests they're they're <laughs> eating fucking corn dogs for lunch you know and they're all sitting around mm. and, and i just thought to myself i'm like listen like <laughs> my life doesn't depend on it and i'm taking it this seriously and the health and fitness you know nutrition end and these guys are just their life very much depends on and in our life you know as as civilians our life depend on their preparedness and you guys are just fucking up so i remember like saying like listen this is an interesting spot. I don't really, I'm not really interested in helping, um, you know, in a clinical setting. I mean, my, my field work I did with cancer patients and HIV patients, and that's too much for me. I'm not interested in it. So uh, my heart wasn't in that. So I thought as far as performance nutrition, it would be interesting to work with the tactical population because I liked a lot of the people that I met there. Um, so I came up with uh, a Venn diagram. Like, I have to make a, a, a nutrition company name. Um, let's think of some things I like. I like guns, knives, camping, flashlights that are too bright, you know, stuff like that. So what, what are flashlights some flashlights that are too bright? Right. So, so I have my fair share of flashlights that are too bright. Knives that are too sharp, guns that cost too much money, flashlights that are too bright. Too then, yeah. You just define, find tactical, tactical that niche. Right. That's what that is. Is like, eh, let's take something kind of engineering nerdy and very, and then just make it over the top aggressive and mm -hmm. excessive and just like ultimately a f fun engineering project. Yeah. As exactly. a kid I thought flashlights were cool. 
Now, oh my gosh, they're exceptional. Another cool. danger, like when you have a flashlight that is dangerous, is where where it starts yes. to cross. Um, you're like, this thing's warm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I thought, you know what? So I put a Venn diagram. I very literally had it on a whiteboard, and I said, what are some words, you know, around all these things I just said? Guns, knives, flashlights, all that stuff. So I just put a bunch of words up there that kind of meant something to me. Um, and then on the right side, I put now what else do I want? Nutrition, right? So tactical nutrition. So um, you know, food, protein, steaks, brisket, you know, all these different things over here. So what I eventually did was find w- w- through the use of a Venn diagram, um, tactical calories. Hey, that CAL at the end of tactical CAL in calories, tactic calories actually is kind of cool. And it kind of tells, man, I could do a lot of stuff with this. So not only, so I start writing and I'm like, you know what, but tactic calories kind of lends, lends itself to like a tactical approach to, to food consumption or like a tactical approach to readiness, right? So I'm thinking I could probably make a consumer product here too. It's not just around diet coaching, you know, cause that doesn't eventually that I got, that got kind of old where it was just like, here's what to eat. Once I got, once I had kids, I realized it wasn't as easy as following a meal plan. <laughs> you know, right. It was like prior to kids. Oh yeah. I can just do whatever the fuck I want. But after that, so I started to kind of say, like, let's let's create this consumer product that I can sell because this is what I'm doing my my day job anyway. Um, let's produce a low barrier of entry, um, low cost because I can't afford a ton. I mean, I can invest a couple grand into start the startup, not a ton. I don't want to get into the firearms industry because I'm not a you know I don't know anything about guns I'm, and I'm not a forger. I, don't, I can't do knives. I don't. I don't um, so that, that's kind of all out. Um, I don't want to start a coffee company like everybody else. I don't want to start a beard oil company like everybody else. What can I do that is really me? Because I think that that's the basis. And that's kind of my first takeaway. I'm like, you know, if anyone's listening to say, like, when they, if they're still in that brainstorming phase, it's like what I did was I found what's really me so that when I invest and I go into these, uh, you know, go to events or, or, or I, you know, immerse myself in this, like, I really like it. I'm really interested in it. And, and, it, and, it, and it almost grows exponentially because of that. It right? drives you. It drives yeah. me. This is all I, I do. L- I love this idea that you said, okay, Venn diagram, what, what's the overlap of, of things I'm interested in, things that are practical mm-hmm. to sell? Yeah. And you came up with such a atypical idea that I don't think anyone would else would think of. And your approach, like the f- moment you see it, you immediately got to go, eh. like when you hear tech calories and you see the labels, you go, I got to know more. Mm-hmm. And then you try, you're, and it's it's inexpensive. Yeah. And so it's easy to try. And then once you do, you're like, oh man, <laughs> so, so it's really good. I, I started to say a few minutes ago, I talked about at 14, I was making my own food, right? Right. That, that has never, so essentially, you know, I'm 34. So for the last 20 years, I've been cooking my own food and now cook for, you know, my wife and kids and you know, last weekend for a hundred people. So, um, in that I started, you you know, when, once I got to college, um, I had a really cool deal with the bodybuilders that I lived with. They said, we're too meatheadish. Like, do we still live in, we just do steroids in my, in our parents' basements. Like I don't really know how to cook. So I go, okay, I do. So if you guys buy food, I'll cook it. Okay. So this is in college. And they would do that. And then I, what I would do is I would go buy like Montreal steak seasoning and add like hickory smoke to it or Montreal steak, Montreal, you know, kick in chicken and add some, you know, um, habanero powder to it just to kind of like liven it up. I was making my own sauces, making my own, nothing too crazy. It was usually a base. And then I would expand, I would take a different direction, you know? Uh, so fast forward, that was, that was in my, you know, around 20. Now I'm around 30 trying to figure out how to create a business. I go, what if I like, 
did what I used to do where I make my own seasonings and sell them. And what the really the kind of like my, my proof of concept was, I guess my, my, um, you know, where, where I, where I realized that there could potentially be interest is I walked into a grocery store and there's levels, right? So there's levels to everything. There's, um, if you walk in, they have all the produce right up front. There's, there's crappy produce and there's organic high end crazy produce, right? Um, the meat the same way there's there's choice stuff or there's there's crazy prime you know you go right to a butcher and get there's levels on everything B- beer is a really good example you can go get miller light or you can get your local craft beer and people don't don't i mean you know i i like craft beer i'll pay 25 bucks for a four pack with a promise right with cool marketing and a, and a cool company and a cool story so you can keep going all around your grocery store then you get to the spice rack and it's fucking bland and that is a pun because like like intentional right so it is bland there's nothing going on so i thought to myself why not i mean there's there's local like barbecue sauces everyone has kind of like a regional barbecue sauce but mccormick has it on lock in terms of the dry rubs so i said like what a fucking open book here what if i took what i know about um marketing small consumer goods took some of these ideas from my college age where because these rubs I still make them you know what I mean I just know I don't sell them I just make them salt pepper garlic and then some other you know special ingredients what if I do this what if I start selling it so I invested 500 bucks um my first batch I did by myself in my bathtub um not I mean that's like metaphorically but <laughs> not you know, literally yeah. in your bathtub no we bought we bought all the plate uh, all the bowls and you know everything was done to you know I have a little bit of a background in in uh, good manufacturing practices with you know touring all these nutraceutical facilities and stuff so I kind of had an idea of how to you know turn my house into that very very first batch was done that I fucked everything up you know my <laughs> my, my product weight you know I ended up little things little little mistakes like um, if it says five ounces on the outside, I filled it with five ounces of stuff. And then, um, what I forgot to do was, was, um, tear the, the, the scale. So oh, I included no. the, the, you know, so I sold, I underfilled essentially my first batch, which is a massive fine from, you know, from a food, um, compliance standpoint. So, you know, a lot of little things, um, I, I utilized, um, my friend to draw the labels, my other friend to print the labels, my other friend to help me fill my, my, you know, at that time they would have been like three years old, uh, kids to help me warehouse them in my little office. I mean, it was kind of a really, it was really unique. And, um, I'll tell you what, man, what was probably, if things are, if I'm addicted to things, one thing that became immediately addictive was the little cha-ching. And it's something that this whole community you know, I don't know if we talk enough about how impactful um, and how fulfilling that was after after months of work of this kind of concept, and now I'm, I'm making my own money. You know, this is really me, and this is this is um, a direct result of me putting time and effort into a project, and now it's coming out. And every single one of those chachings was like, I, you know, I, I remember telling myself like, I don't know of a time when this isn't going to be awesome. Like I don't, I can't fathom scaling to the point where I'm not going to leave the cha-ching on. Fast forward, um, in November, I had to turn the cha-ching off. (laughs) Which is, that's the, the, that's the place you want to get to is when you're making so many sales, you have to turn off the notifications. I was trying, I did a product launch from a truck stop in mid-state Kentucky near Lexington, Kentucky. I was driving to Georgia for a whitetail hunt. And I had to do a product release and 
I'm trying to figure out how to get out of this, you know, cesspool of humans. And my fucking phone won't work because it's too busy cha-chinging <laughs> to, so that my Waze app can't, you know, help me get out of here. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like, I'm like, I need to tell this story to Kurt. You know, like, this is this is such a, a point. I'm like, like, you know, I'm sorry I'm inconveniencing you with too many sales. <laughs> like, um um, doesn't mean I'm not making mistakes. I've, I've made a lot of mistakes in the last 18 months. <laughs> Which I have uh, in my, my notes here, I have mistakes, question mark, as one of the things uh, to note down. So when you started, you started, you're selling your product, and already you're making mistakes under filling stuff. You're gonna- yeah, I was, what I was going to say, there's basically been two launches to this with this company. There was this... Dust Bowl launch of just a side gig. It's a side hustle. And then in April of this year, it's going to be two years from when I said, you, you got your last paycheck. It's first time in 20 years, you're not going to get a, you know, somebody's not going to toss you a couple grand on, on Friday, right? So there's been very, there's two very real, um, you know, it's the same company, but very different you know, uh, uh, stress levels, very different, um, severity of action. So you put this thing out there as a side hustle, you're enjoying it. It's you're making, you know, 20 to 30 grand a year off of it, which is a great supplemental income. Um, we're, we're buying toys with it, which is totally fine. Uh, you know, I, I've got my fair share of toys and then you unexpectedly through no fault of your own, you lose your job. And that was the thing. And I remember you, you called me and we talked about it and you said, yeah, I'm, I think I'm just going to, I'm going to scale tax calories. I'm going to go all in on this and see what happens. And of course I encouraged you and it worked out and we're lucky it did. Uh, but so t- take me back to that. What is that? How did you make that decision? And then what, when you said, okay, I'm going to go full time with this. What's that look like in practice? So I remember where I was sitting when I got where I, you know, I got basically two phone calls and one of them, I was sitting in a park. I had just got done um, taking a little bit, a, a little hike over lunch and got a phone call from the president of the company and he was crying. Oh, and, well, I oh mean, boy. I mean, he's, he's getting ready to go to prison. So uh, he was crying and, uh, he explained to me everything that the kind of that, you know, maybe some of the things I wasn't, uh, clued into. And, uh, you know, I just sat there. I was like, um, what, my, you know, some of the ideas I, I've, I've tried to retain these four situations like this where I can kind of you know, explain, you know, explain this situation to, to other people that may be in similar situations. I thought a few different things. I thought one, I'm so thankful for my family, namely my wife, because this is about to get fucking weird. Right. Um, I have kids. This isn't just me. Like if I were, if it's a, if I'm alone in a hurricane, I'm going to just, you know, hunker down and everything's going to be fine. Now I got baggage, <laughs> you know, um, I'm thankful for my wife who has a corporate gig in the health insurance industry and um, everything's good. The second thing I thought is I'm really fucking glad this isn't the time when, you know, and and my my friend Matt Vincent has a company called Hate Brand Goods, H-V-I-I-I, Hate. So he he had kind of gone through a similar situation. I remember him hearing this and it, it immediately resonated at that moment. He said, you know, when, when he lost his job, he walked out and told his wife, I just lost my job. And what, what his initial thought was, is I'm really glad I didn't wait till today to start my apparel brand. Right. And that's the first thing I thought is like, oh my God, at least I have, 
even even if it's a step stool, at least I can get off this like off this ledge here, right? At least I have something. Twenty five grand a, a year is at least something, right? I mean, I can buy yes. milk with that, right? So, um, those are the two things. I'm I was so thankful that against you know the, through the opposition, this is before now everyone works from home. It's accepted. When I worked from home, like there was a time I got yelled at because they could hear birds in the background in a meeting. Right. Jeez. So, so think like things weren't accepted. Like you need to be in the basement. You need to be doing work. You need to be putting it in. So, you know, against all that, I lived two lives for a few years trying to build my side gig. So when it finally snapped and this is all I have, it was almost like I had already made my bed. You know, um, I encourage people through and through with minimal investment, you know, try, try this and that's. You know, try it because this felt natural. Once it started rolling, this was really my life. People really believe me. When I tell you something's going to do X or Y, I don't have many people say, hey, it, it did, you know, J instead. It, I tell the truth. You know, this is how it's going to, if this is a hot sauce and it's not going to be that hot, I, I'm honest. This is not the hottest thing you've ever had here. We're, this is, it's, it's these flavors. You know, I've tried to re- retain all my honesty, all my integrity customer service, all that stuff the whole way through. So I knew at that time sitting in that park that, that like this, I had a really, I had a great opportunity as good of, as, as any, I still, however, I was still, um, you know, valuable to other people. So I said, I have two different options. I can either be a consultant for the supplement industry. I can essentially take everything that I had learned, which was, <laughs> you know, the, the pinnacle of this industry. And I could probably be very, very valuable. I could probably make two to three times what I was making. I get to put a suit on every day. I get to fly all over and I get to tell people how to, how to sell supplements. And I, I, I just, to be honest, Kurt, when I turn like that, that early to mid thirties, I'm a lot more interested in brisket than I am creatine. You know, <laughs> like I don't really, I, I kind of, I'm not in love with that anymore. What I'm in love with is this stuff. So fuck it. You know, like maybe I'm leaving hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table for, for this uh, consulting gig. Cause I mean, that's the truth. I did. Um, but it was also the time when my kids are, you know, they're four, they're four years old once and they're two years old, you know, two years old once three or four or five. Like if I can find a way to, to be at home more and build something that's my own, um, you know, I kind of want to go to Disney and not worry about it. You know, when I went, when I went on my, um, when, when I went on my honeymoon, I, I was still running meetings from Jamaica oh, <laughs> for geez. this old company because there was no lift, man. There was no lift. I sold my soul to them. I'm a ginger that had a soul, and I sold it. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I, it's, it's one of those things. I do have a very unique story, but it's one that kind of had to play out the way it did for everything to work. Um, the Absolutely. Way it did. So... Um, yeah, you have uh, survivorship bias. Like in hindsight, everything seems like it really it fell into place and it worked out. But it's not. It's all by design, and it's by the the opportunities you created for yourself. You know, people talk about negative self talk, and you know, I I've never really been that. I mean, I look back and I'm like, I've made a lot of fucking good decisions here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm very lucky because I'm 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 about due for a really poor one. You know, um, 
generally I try to use my heart and like my goal. Like what do I want? Like plan your life the way that you want it. Do you want an office with a bazooka in the background? I was yes. I was just staring at it and I was going to say, hold on. <laughs> is there a, a, a grenade a launcher? Single shot rocket launcher. Yeah, it's an AT4. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but it, you, get, you get one shot, buddy. Pick it. You know, <laughs> uh, do, it's a metaphor. It's a and metaphor. It's a rocket bro. launcher. Relax. You know, um, if you have that opportunity right now, I mean, you're basically set free. You know, it's basically I just got a divorce. You know, like, like, do you need to recalibrate, or are you gonna go right back to what you just left? Like, I get to recalibrate now, and I get to do whatever the fuck I want. And why not at least try this? Am I going to put, you know, forty years now into tacticalers? I don't know. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing in two months out. Kurt, this is the reason we have, I haven't done this yet, is because I can't. I, dude, I mean. As early as this morning, I was trying to, you know, it took a lot for me to get on this meeting. That's how it's, it's not easy, but because I love it and I love everything that I do every single day, I wake up with anxiety, like when you're going on vacation, like that positive, like, Ooh, I get to go do something. I do that every fucking day now. And my face looks different. My voice is different. My body's different now. All because like I'm, I'm building my, my temple. You know what I'm saying? No, Absolutely. Pop quiz. How can you increase your Shopify sales by 10 to 15%? Well, you could start giving away your Netflix password as a free bonus. What do you mean I'm using too many devices? Or you could use Zipify one-click upsell. Created by the owner of a $100 million e-commerce store and trusted by over 8,100 Shopify merchants, one-click upsell helps you boost your average order value with targeted upsells and cross-sells. You can make pre-purchase upsells right from the shopping cart. You can make post-purchase upsells immediately after a customer completes their order. And with mobile-optimized offer pages that drive sky-high conversions and built-in split testing for maximizing your results, it's no wonder one-click upsell has made its users an extra $139 million in sales. <laughs> Only takes a few minutes to install the app, launch your first upsell, and start generating 10 to 15% more revenue overnight. To start your free 30-day trial, go to zipify.com slash Kurt. That's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash Kurt. And to get an unadvertised gift, email help at zipify.com and ask for the Tech Nasty bonus. Tech Nasty. And now back to the show. I want to go back to... The, the relaunch, mm -hmm. when this thing becomes your full-time gig, and it has, what one, how has it done? How has that gone? Mm -hmm. And two, how'd you do it? Okay, that's a really good... Um, now, you know, I told myself, I, I, I had to ask myself, am I going to share, like, numbers and stuff on this? And, it, you know, I, it doesn't really matter because I don't, I don't really care, you know? <laughs> like, regardless of, 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 of any way, I, I, I talk to people pretty loosely about everything. And what... What, what I've seen the last 18 months, um, you know, closing in on two years is, you know, I knew I had to start planning things to make this real. So how do I do that? And this is, this is what I really want to kind of dive into with you. Um, I, I took a look at the industry and saw what they're doing. And generally what it is, is other people making product, you know, there, there's, it's a, it's a co-packing agreement or, or some type of um, private labeling agreement. Okay. Um, Kurt wants to start Kurt's rubs. And 
he finds somebody to make him these rubs and he orders a couple thousand at a time and he markets them. Okay. What I found is that much like the supplement industry, it's hard to really keep a fire for more than like that single product launch. And everybody does the same thing. Here's our whole line all at once or our, our spring collection. Boom. There it is. Right. That's super convenient for the customer because they can buy what they want right now. They can kind of pick if they want, um, you know, I just want steak seasoning and all the, all the other stuff's all hot. So I'm just going to kind of relieve it. Or, or in the apparel industry, it's like I can match things in this collection. Right. And what I found was it was really hard. I could always see struggle in these other companies, um, social media presences in staying relevant because all their cards, they fold it and their cards are out, right? Like, what do you do? If you have four products, you release them in a collection. What do you do week seven? I, not, I don't know. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, share another, hire a photographer to take more interesting picture in, you know, pictures of a, of rubs sitting beside meat. I mean, how much can you do that? Um, now the successful people, somebody I see, you know, a company that I used to watch a lot was, is Huckberry. They do a really good job. Now that's a different, they're not a manufacturer, they're a retailer. I get it. But what I found is they had their general vibe, their general, you know, it's kind of like, this is how all, everything you find here is going to be here. But they did such a good job of always showing me something that was kind of currently relevant, whether it be seasonality, whether it be, um, you know, current world topics, um, whether it just be things I had purchased from them in the past, you know, th things like that. Um, they do a, they did a really, really good job of keeping things um, fr fresh, you know, and, and keeping this kind of, so what, at that point I thought to myself, this is almost like a six, like a subscription box that isn't a subscription box because I can order what I want, but I'm finding myself buying from these few retailers, not, not once a month, sometimes once a week, you know, if they make it kind of advantageous for me to buy like that. So I thought to myself, what if I started to do this where, um, you know, I have all these recipes, I have all these ideas. Why do I have to put them all out at once? You know, is it capital? Like, is it manpower? Like, what, what is it? And I think that there's each brand is going to have a different answer for that. But what it allows me to do is give 100% gaff score. Do you know what the gaff score is? No. The amount of give a fuck that you put into something, <laughs> G-A-F, right? So um, I can put 100% gaff into a honey habanero dry rub. The, the, the output tends to be, and this isn't just me, this is, this is you listening, like somebody listening. The amount of gaff that can be applied towards that product, if, it is, if I'm only focused on one, two, three things, is way higher than if I'm trying to do an, a, like an all-out new, a new launch, like a big collection. It's just impossible, especially with like a small brand like mine. I only have four employees here, so, um, you know, I, I can only, we can only do so much per day. We only can turn so much out. So I thought to myself, this is a really good. What if I just managed residual product launches? Because product launches are pretty exciting. I get to, you know, I I've studied everything that Ezra has written on product as uh, Ezra Firestone. Everything that he's written, and he and I worked together really, really closely in, um, prior to 2020. Um, you know, they had used my testimonial. I used Zipify Pages until I eventually hired a designer in house that can that can apply this stuff. And I still, it's it's an incredible product, but 
in order to keep these residual, the residual income, I had to be able to sell things. They had to be able to reside more commonly. Um, the cadence, the product release cadence had to be higher. So I, th I know it doesn't work for everybody's brand, but if there is a way that you can essentially hold back, sell a product at a time, figure out ways, there's all these different things um, on what you can do once you drop a product. You know, you can, you can complement them, you can contrast them. I mean, that right there, now we have three products, <laughs> you know? Uh, so that's, that was really kind of what I thought. I, said, I thought I, I like making money every 10 days. Right, I like a, a big drop every ten days because what I found is if you do that average, it's way higher than if I than if I don't you know if I start dropping. Um, what what I what I started doing was dropping once a month, which was attainable. Now, it's every four to ten days we're doing a new product. Yeah, if on the receiving end of it, it feels like one to once a week to every other week, and it a hundred percent I know what's going on. And 100%, it still works on me. The urgency and the scarcity makes me buy. And I know, like, I have, in my cabinet is all tax calorie seasonings, and I know which ones I'm low on. And so I, I just watch the launches. And if it's something interesting, I'll try it. Um, because I know that what, however you describe it is exactly how it's going to taste. You mentioned earlier, like, honesty and authenticity is important. And certainly it is when you have to describe the product to someone, especially. And then knowing, oh, this, you know, hey, I'm low on wing sauce. I don't know if he's going to have wing sauce when I run out. Sorry, right, I'll just buy three bottles right now because I, this is my chance. It's, it totally works and I pay attention to it. Well, and the other thing that we do is like people try to call my bluff all the time. And, and it works. It was like inherently for inventory management. Like how many bottles do I have? A hundred? Perfect. <laughs> You know, because so everyone always says like, you know, like, oh, that's a good thing. You know, oh, you're selling out. That's a good thing. Now, what we faced moving into the, you know, you had asked about what about 2020, right? So what what happened in 2020 um, to cap it? We grew four times, 4X in 2020. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. So that had some inherent challenges. <laughs> uh, we, you know, we, we hit some crazy numbers that I never thought this was going to become, you know, uh, but with that, we ran into some manufacturing issues because guess what? The same plastic that we use for seasoning bottles is the same plastic they use for hand sanitizer bottles. So, um, there's no clear plastic. You cannot source pellets from Asia. There's nothing, nothing. Uh, McCormick was, was, you know, they have their own facility to produce. It's not that we can't produce it. It's that we do not have the raw material to produce it. They have the machinery. They just don't have the raw materials. Um, there was a lot of imbalances in the spice trade because of, uh, you know, travel issues and, and importation issues. Um, lids, the, you know, color, black lids, red lids, lids with flippers, lids without flippers. That that's just been, that was my 2020 is trying to say, Hey guys, this batch of X seasoning may be in a pouch. Is that cool? I had people, I don't give a fuck if it's in a baggy dude I just send it you know so what a lot of people it's not that easy I have I'm sitting on right now at any given time I have $20,000 in labeling you know it's not I just I have to it has to be compliant I, I can I can only fit 4.3 ounces of this rub in these pouches I can't put a five ounce sticker on it so now my designer has to redesign it I have to figure out how many servings there are in here I have to have everything approved through my manufacturing uh, process then I have to have it printed and that takes a week. And then by the time I finally have it printed, 
It, and, and, and because of the, the low volume of doing it, it cost me 50 cents a thing. You know, every, 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 all these different things caused issues. So I grew four times in terms of revenue, but I had to spend a shitload more than I've ever had to spend to just assure that the brand was, you know, and I had to make some quick hires. I had to make some quick build outs. I mean, this is, this is, um, since, since, uh, was it this, the 10th of February, so February 10th, 2020, this is the third building we've been in since then. Um, so we did, you know, we did three, you know, two moves in 2020 throughout it too. We moved in July, we moved in November. Um, it was a lot of fun. I'm already trending to, to, I mean, January crushed January, 2020. So, you know, my big thing is what I found is in my customer ecosystem, um, people stay pretty happy, you know, because I've, things are like, like you've brought up, it's a relatively inexpensive product. Um, up until 2020, I had never had a return, you know, so we had already done wow. like 10,000 sale, 10,000 orders without a return. So people were like, I had a guy message me, what's your return policy? And I'm like, <laughs> funny you said that I don't have one, <laughs> you know, I've never had to, why, what's going on? And he just said, you know, I remember the, the first return was, um, oh, my son, my son bought me the same product my my wife did, and I don't need two grill baskets. So, I'm like, okay, well, here's your money back. Give it to somebody because it costs too much to ship back. He's like, don't you know? That's that's pretty much what my return policy is now. Um, so, learning all these different things. I mean, that that's the 2020 was such a trial by fire. You know, I yeah. mean, it was it was positive and negative at the same time. Coming out of it, it's it, it was it was wild. Everybody started eating at home. Um, you know, we were a little different because we're in New York, you know, so it hit us a little early. Um, we had to figure out how to manage the COVID protocols and just in, in our own warehouse, um, shipping, receiving, you know, we were doing single occupancy, but we were doing it 24 hours a day. So we would essentially had three, eight hour shifts throughout the day. Um, the guys in the warehouse were amazing. They, they took it with stride. I mean, um, it's, it's been, it's been crazy, you know, to, to be all the sanitization that we've had to do with all the packaging and, and, you know, we've still maintained a majority of those, of those practices. Now, um, things are a little bit different, but, but we've maintained, um, a lot, a lot of that stuff. So. No, oh, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned you had, you had 20 grand, you're sitting on 20 grand in labels and I have noticed your branding and your labels are always amazing. Thank you. Talk to me about these labels. How are you? How is your shit so cool? That's what I want to know. I do mushrooms and go into the woods every weekend, and mm -hmm, I conceptualize, mm -hmm. and I use a, uh, <laughs> I use a, um, a former tattoo artist. Um, he's been aha. Um, he's so that's you know that's a, that's like the secret that it's not a secret. You know, find somebody who's a dope drawer. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Like, don't like, like fuck Fiverr. I mean, Fiverr's great for, for a lot of things, but being able to work with a true artist, you know, he, at first he was charging me. Now I, I was lucky enough. I was able to bring him on full time this year with everything that was going on. Um, these guys, a lot of these tattoo artists, you know, they, they do relatively inexpensive illustration. That's really, really good. They're good at putting ideas on paper, right? You go in, you're like, I want a, you know, a John Deere tractor with a potato driving it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, all these crazy, and they do it, right? I mean, you see this, Yes. there's, there's one in every corner. Um, they're classically trained to take crazy ideas and turn them, turn them into reality. I was lucky enough that 
you know, the, the, the design that Chris um, provides is very similar to, you know, I have tattoos. He's drawn a lot of my tattoos. I like his style. That's me. Again, this is kind of, it all comes back to Casey. I've, I've kind of joked because the flavor, you know, it's usually like, let me taste it and I'll, then I'll build the marketing around it. Like if I get COVID, I'm fucked because I, I, I can't lose my sense of smell and taste because like I'm the little, like I'm, I'm the nucleus here. Um, so that's, that's really, you know, just, just the fact that I'm a little bit of an asshole. I'm a little bit of, you know, I've been through a lot. I've been forged. So all these ideas, they just, they, I mean, that's, if I'm good at anything, it's probably that, you know, um, everything else is kind of a learned thing. I don't have many, um, tips on how to be more creative. So lean on people that are, and I think that tattoo artists in some part, parts of the country right now are completely out of work is a really good opportunity to spend a hundred, $150 to have amazing artwork done. Now I was lucky enough again, to find someone that understands that these do have to be converted to, to, to digital eventually. And now he, um, Chris does all of my work from my, um, actually, you know, the design to, he actually does the, the full digital design of my labels too. So, um, I appreciate and it. They're, they're quite extraordinary. It's fun. If you are in doubt, you should, yeah. so you should check it out. I appreciate Let's, it. Let's, you are just nonstop winning. Give me something you screwed up. Um, ooh, I'm not nonstop winning, but I, I mean, you know, I play that on TV. Um, one thing I screwed up in 2020 was, um, I was forced into growing pretty quickly. Um, I attempted to hire somebody to basically CEO a second brand, paid him up front because that's what he was that was part of the deal um and you know i don't have many many you know details that i really even want to you know visit but i paid him up front for about a month month and a half gave him gave him some equity in the company and he didn't produce so trying to unfuck that that um relationship was very very expensive <laughs> you know Ooh. um so that that's kind of the big one when i think of like the big you know tens of thousands, uh, challenge. That was that one. Um, some other challenges and some other, some other bumps. Um, you know, listening to other people has been a blessing and a curse. So as I've continued to move through, I've just reminded, do, am I confident in myself so far, which I've always been confident. So I, I don't know how it is to not be confident in my business. So I'm sure there are people that are like, <laughs> that's a great problem to have. Yeah. But I'm sure there's people that aren't in that situation, right? Like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, ask yourself what to do and, and make that first step. You know, um, I do, I regret hanging on to my big boy job as long as I did. Um, I don't think because it was paying my bills and that's, I think the basis of all this with a family, you know, um, that that's that's a uh, that's that's what what I what I had to do at the time. Um, I don't know, man. I can't think of a ton of mistakes. I you know I've I've kept my um, I've tried to keep my customers as happy as I possibly can. Um, I've tried to answer every every big promise that I put out there. I've tried to answer it accurately. I don't have a ton of big big mistakes. I wish I did. That would make for good TV. But well, no, that's good. That that is a that perfectly good. I want to move you to the lightning round. So in your business, what uh, what's one thing you do every day that you wish you could automate? 
Um, well, I'm working, I'm working on, uh, this afternoon, uh, having a, uh, girl come in to interview for this position, but, uh, customer service has become something that, you know, I look back at the automation of my brand. Um, what, what, what do I, what do I, what am I willing to kind of give up? Um, customer service, I don't believe has to still be done by me. And it still is, you know, it's every broken bottle, every misshipment. Um, is still kind of managed by me. And what I find is it's taking me away from really what's moving the company forward. Um, ours are so unique, I find it really challenging to automate. Not that, you know, <laughs> driving down the highway is pretty challenging too, but Tesla did a pretty pretty good job from what I've seen. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think it could be done, but it's just like me having the confidence to kind of pass off customer service to somebody that has no um, you know, frame of reference is going to be really challenging. I don't, I just don't know how that would work. So that's, that is one of them. One thing I don't ever want to automate is the concept and design phase. You know, I think right. that, I think that's where you need to, you have the vision and the taste and you need to drive. Well, and that's, that's one thing that like kind of as a, as a, as a, to kind of cap this, it's like to know what you do what I just happen to do well, I do customer service really well, but should I be doing it? Probably not, right? Um, uh, but I'm also, it's okay that I'm doing it because it's saving me money and it's it's the only reason that I, you know, I that, that I can keep paying paychecks and that I can keep moving on is because I haven't just hired out everyone, you know, I still own 100% of the company. I've never taken any money from anybody else. You know, I've borrowed some and I've paid it back, period. Um, so I don't have like that big bank account to just hire a staff. It's really been built like a cabin in the woods. Like this is what we have today. This is what I can accomplish today. And that's, that's really, that's really what, what I've done. Uh, all right. Two, two questions left and then we're, we're leaving. Cause I want to go make, I know I'm some, getting hungry. Some wing yeah. sauce. Uh, what's something that Shopify merchants or entrepreneurs in general are obsessed with that you just don't get the point of, um, letting somebody else do all the work, drop shipping, <laughs> like drop you know the whole drop you know. shipping thing doesn't really make sense you know i i've i've uh, i pop in and out of some of these facebook groups and one of the challenges is i'm like imagine if you just did the fucking work imagine that imagine that <laughs> imagine if you just bought a few hundred inventory or or whatever that that number is imagine if you shipped from the states imagine if you fucking owned something you know imagine if you took a risk on yourself if you really believe this enough to steal somebody else's money then believe it and, and put some, you know, roll the dice a little bit. I, th I find that really challenging and I'm really holding back. <laughs> you know, the the next question was, what's something weird that you recommend everyone tries at least once? And I think you just answered with it. Imagine if you just did the fucking yeah. work. That's fabulous. I agree. We're sticking with I that. I Imagine that. Man, it's really, that's got me yeah, excited. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> There's been very few sound bites today. Uh, you know, what happened was I, I cleaned the desk and I moved the soundboard and it's just too far yeah. away. I really got to lean. Yeah. I just need to move okay. it back. I, I'll do that when I'm, when I get off the call here, Casey, this has been absolutely thrilling. I love it. Um, you shared some great stories, some anecdotes. I hope this was inspiring for people. It should be. It was inspiring for me. Cool. Good. Where can people go to, to get some sauce? So you know what's crazy is we talked about how good of a name tacked calories is, but nobody knows how to spell it. <laughs> yeah. Not nobody, because obviously some people do. But the word tactical and the word calories together, but not tactical calories. So tacticalories. So um, dot com. Yeah, T-A-C-T-I calories. Yeah, exactly. Like tactic calories. Yeah, exact tactical calories. 
right? <laughs> there you go. Tactical Ories. Um, I'm sure you'll link it. Uh, you and know, I put uh, it in the show notes, in, of course. Yeah, Instagram. Uh, we started the TikTok thing. I just don't dance a lot. Um, you know, we have a lot going on. I'm, I'm working with a new some some new content creators, so it's 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 a blast, man. Instagram is really where you'd find us um, at Tacticalories. Uh, we're always giving stuff away, always selling stuff. And we have a product launch tonight, my friends, 7 p.m. Uh, raspberry rum chipotle salsa. Um, we're doing a our, our, our relaunch of it. Uh, I think the last time we sold it, it was out in a day. Um, we have another you know 1,200 jars of it, and we're labeling right now. We're getting ready to sell it tonight. So launch more products residually. Hold some back. Don't put it all out at once. Don't show all your cards. Plan it out, even if it's every, even if it's if it's if it's once a month. Start there. Figure out a way to launch a new product, whether it's either be competing or complementary, once per month. I will. My advice is listen to Casey, for he is wise, mm. and grab yourself something something delicious from TactCalories.com. And guess what? I'm not going to give a coupon code because. I'm anti-coupon code these days. No, yeah, no, no. Let's, we don't need I know, to devalue that's like a thing. That's a thing. your brand. Yeah, it's a thing. Buy full price. You know, if you liked what I had to say, if you uh, buy full price or don't, you know, contact me. And if you do listen to this and let me know what brands you, what, what you have to offer, I would love to be able to potentially purchase it or not. <laughs> Are you going to drop so, your email? Uh, no. 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 How do they get a hold of you? At Tacticalories. All right. I got it. We will, we'll, well, I hope some people reach out and let me know, let me know what you find. Casey, thank you. We'll leave it there. If you're new to the e-commerce space, you're probably thinking what we all were in the early days. Where the heck do I start? Product photography, discount codes, a logo? Thankfully, there's a really simple answer. Start with your theme. Your Shopify store theme is the foundation of your online storefront. Picking the right theme influences the way your store looks, how it works, and more importantly, how easy it is for visitors to see the value in what you're offering and convert them into paying customers. With close to 10 years of experience building beautiful, high-performing themes, the folks at Out of the Sandbox are experts in knowing what it takes to make your store a success. From the unmatched speed of Turbo to the endless customization of Flex, their themes are designed to look great and, more importantly, help you sell more. Whether you want to upgrade your existing theme or launch a brand new online store, Out of the Sandbox has a theme for you. Visit outofthesandbox.com and use promo code KURT20 for 20% off their best-selling themes and my favorites, Flex and Turbo. That's outofthesandbox.com slash unofficial promo code KURT20 for 20% off Flex and Turbo. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors, so please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. Thanks for listening.